So welcome to today's energy show. The solar industry has its ups and downs. I started in the industry back in the late 70s, um, got very active in the photovoltaic industry in 2001, and the industry just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. We call it the solar coaster. Some of these downturns are really you know, scary, and then the, the, the industry goes up and, and uh, everybody does well. Anyway, you might have read or heard about some recent press about solar companies having problems and also about new solar companies that keep cropping up. Now, in the solar industry, with incentives coming and going, with tariffs in place and going away, with electric rates changing, it's tough for companies to make money and run a sustainable business because the economics for customers continuously changes. Now, this is not a new thing for most industries, especially new industries, but but the solar industry is just so beholden to changes in utility rates and incentives and tax credits and things like that, that it's very hard to plan. But the industry has been on the overall, you know, from an overall basis, the industry has been growing really steadily and really fast for about the last 15 years. Now, from a customer standpoint, Stability is really important. Um, customers want to just buy solar, and they just want the thing to crank up power for you know, 25 years. And also that stability is important for the industry's reputation. Now, the good news is that the solar equipment that you put in is going to last for 20, 25 years. <laughs> I look at it realistically. That's longer than most of the companies that are going to be doing the installations. I kind of look back to 2001 here in Silicon Valley, and there's only a very, very few companies that were still installing solar now that were in business then. It's the same thing all over. So good companies are in business. They stay there. They're doing a good job. And also the good companies also install quality equipment. But today, what we're going to be talking about are the key factors for long-term customer satisfaction. I'm targeting this discussion really for two, two groups. One is for homeowners, obviously. Homeowners who are thinking about putting in solar. It's a long-term investment, and they want to find out what they need to know to make sure that for 25 years, they're going to be getting what they expect. They're going to be getting a, a really good deal on electricity. And this show's also good for installers, probably the newer installers, because the installers that have been in business a long time are going to kind of know what I'm talking about. But for the newer installers or the, the installers who may be in business for the last five years or so, they haven't seen these ups and downs. This is going to be a really good show for you guys to listen to too. Because in, you know, fundamentally, if you are putting in solar, installing solar, business or, or, or residential, and you have happy customers and those customers stay happy, you're going to have a really good long-term business. And if you have unhappy customers, if customers are disappointed, you know, you're going to have challenges. You're going to have to change that approach. So the customers that are happy are supporting those companies and those companies are then going to be in business for a long time. All right. So let's take a look at the customer's standpoint of getting a system. And we're going to look backwards over their installation experience. And we're going to look backwards over a period of 13 months. And I'll explain why in a minute. So let's say somebody, you're, you're a homeowner, you put in a system, and the installation's done, it's interconnected, it's working, you're happy, you paid the final check, and you know everything's cool, your electric bill's down. Now, let's turn the clock ahead 13 months. And the reason why we're doing it 13 months is because that's when the first true-up statement comes through and people start to evaluate it. So the customers, you know, every month that they're getting their utility bill on net metering, their electric bill is basically zero. There might be a $10 or $5 fixed charge, but the bill is basically zero because on net metering, the utilities don't bill you every single month for your electricity usage or your electricity credit because then there would be checks going back and forth. They just want to do this check thing once a year. 
So from a customer standpoint, after 13 months, here's what they're going to be looking at. They're going to be looking at their economics, and they're going to look at the way the system is on the roof. Does it look good? Are they proud of the system? Are they getting the savings they expected? That's what the customers are going to look at. And, you know, sometimes from an installer standpoint, it's challenging because electric rates change. And, you know, I've had these situations with customers where they say, well, my electric bill went up. Well, you know, had to explain to them that they put the system in when electricity was 20 cents a kilowatt hour, and now it's 40. And look at, they saved a lot of money, but they still just look at that absolute bill. The customers, 13 months later, they're going to say, hey, are you, the installer, still in business? Are you available for maintenance services? Because customers want may have some questions along the way. They may want to get their panels washed. They may have to replace an inverter in a few years, or they may need service on the inverter. Pretty rare initially. Those things usually come up after 10 or 15 years, but it happens. And the question is, what are your customers going to remember about your company? What, what do they remember about the services, about the savings estimates? Now, all these things, when they're positive, are going to result in happy customers and most importantly, a good referral base for future work. Okay, so I'm going to break this whole installation and and customer experience process down into three phases. There's the initial marketing, sales, design, and contracting phase. Yeah, nothing's done to the house yet. This is just the beginning. Then the next phase is the installation phase. You know, they're, they're going to get an impression of the employees and the workers that are doing the installation. And then the last phase is important. It's the post-installation process. That's the next 25 years. All right. The customer's experience really starts with the way in which your company or the solar company reaches out to the customer, markets to the customer, and does the sales process. Their customers look at the website. Is it professional? Does it answer their questions? The customer may encounter a solar company at a trade show or at a home and garden show or a hardware show. Or there may be somebody knocking on your door. All kinds of ways for solar companies to get in touch with customers. So the the customer experience starts with the impression that they get from the marketing or from the salesperson. So making sure that your initial customer impression activities are prompt, courteous, neat, and really timely, and treating the customer respectively, that's really, really important. So it starts off at the very beginning. You know, do you have polite, well-groomed, appropriate, courteous marketing and salespeople? All right. Second step, you know, in this initial phase is usually a phone call or a site visit. Now, some companies do this all over the phone using some web sharing techniques. They'll kind of share a screen online and that's how they're going to sell the system. A lot of companies, some, some of these companies don't even visit the house before the contract's finalized. Now, I kind of find that a little bit challenging because in order to do a good installation, in order to price the system properly, you really need to understand what's going on in the customer's electrical box, looking at the circuits, looking at the wiring, looking at the roofing, seeing what, what attachments are needed. You, you just can't do it by winging it and just having some pictures sent to you because if you do it that way, if the installer does it that way, they're going to have to price the job pretty high because sometimes they're going to guess wrong and they may have a tricky roof or they're going to have to do extra electrical work and it's going to be a problem. So the best way to do it is to make sure that a qualified salesperson or engineer visits the house and, and looks at the exact way in which the solar system is going to be installed. Aerial photographs are terrific for some of the initial design work, but there's really no substitute for a salesperson to come out and say, you know, I'm going to check this thing out and make sure that there's no surprises. You don't want to leave things to chance. And installers that leave things to chance are going to end up with future change orders and sometimes unhappy customers. All right. Now, in this initial process where the salesperson's visiting, making sure that the salesperson's honest and respectful and a good listener, and the listening's important because... 
it's important to understand what questions the homeowner has. And, you know, God, this solar thing is just so complicated from a homeowner standpoint. We in the industry kind of take it for granted. We're steeped in all the, the, the terminology. But um, for most customers, it's pretty confusing. And, and also the customer is going to have an impression of the salesperson as far as how much pressure, you know. This is going to be one of those really high-pressure procedures where the, the customer is going to be pressured to sign right now and then don't worry about it, we can fix it later. Or is the salesperson going to be a little bit more consultative? All right. So, so during this initial design phase, we have to design the system, match the size of the system, the number of panels that are required, the kind of inverters that are needed with the customer's needs, and, and design the system properly for the roof, for the shade, and, and so that they get optimal performance. Now, also as part of this initial design process, this is where the cost and saving estimates come in. Talked a little bit about cost, where it's important to actually be at the house and understand what extra work needs to be done. But it's also really important to make sure that the savings estimates are correct. And it's easy to figure out how much energy the system's going to put out, but then translating that into dollars and cents is really, really important because that's what the customer is going to look at. They're going to say, how much money am I going to save? And um, there's some companies that are kind of going out of business in the solar industry because they were just really, really aggressive on their estimates or they added a lot of extra costs on. And basically what happens is they get unhappy customers. All that valuable brand building and, and marketing that they've done becomes wasted just because they have pissed off customers. All right. Now, final thing at the beginning stage is the contract. And it's and I, I hate to say it, but the solar industry's contracts are getting more and more complicated. Why? Because we have state contracting rules that we have to follow. California's state contractors licensing board, there's, there's standard contracts in California that we need to follow. And other states have the same thing. There's a number of consumer protection clauses that we want to build in there. And then also there's warranties on the system, on the output, on the lifespan. There's warranties on the complete system. There's warranties on the components. So, heck, you know, sometimes this final contract can be 20 pages or more. And, um, you know, that's something that needs to be explained to the customer. And I'd say, in addition to all these standard boilerplate terms, it's important that the customer understands they have the right expectation of what the system's performance is going to be. Okay, now let's just continue with the whole customer experience. And we, we've initially talked about the first phase, which is the marketing, the sales, the contracting. Now let's dig in to the actual installation process. So what customers are going to think about is, did the installation process go smoothly? They're not necessarily going to be impressed with doing it really, really fast. And, you know, in some regards, if, if the, you know, the installation is done in half a day, the customers are going to say, gee, I spent a lot of money for half a day of work. You know, on the other hand, if the, if the installation lags for weeks, that's bad. And, you know, almost everyone's had good experiences and bad experiences with home contractors. And so some of the important things that are most important are making sure that there's a prompt installation appointment, that there's no surprise delays. You know, keep in mind that weather weather happens. And, you know, especially when it's rainy or snowy, sometimes previous jobs get delayed. And therefore, that's going to have a ripple effect on subsequent jobs that are being installed. But that's something that customers can kind of understand. And customers get an impression of your company by the neatness, the cleanliness, the courtesy, the interactions that they have with your installers. Are the installers explaining what they're doing, answering your questions? Now, they may not always know all the technical details, but, you know, they should they should be pretty good at explaining what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, you know, once in a while, there's big questions. And, you know, installation companies that are patient and helping the customers are good. Yeah, And, and I've seen companies do installations really, really fast and, and really, really slow. It doesn't make a big difference. But what is important is once that contract's signed, that the customer gets the system installed fairly quickly. Some companies have a total installation process that's, you know, 
30 to 45 days. And that's kind of where we're at with Cinnamon Solar because we try and turn these things around quickly. Some companies have a much more bureaucratic process. It can take three to six months. My experience also is systems that are financed pretty much always take longer than systems that are, are paid by a cash or out of a loan because the, the financial transaction, the third-party ownership of the system, really requires a ton of extra paperwork and cost, and that can delay a system. Whereas if it's a simple cash purchase, you know, in some cases we can have the job started in 7 to 10 days and interconnected with the utility, often in less than a month. All right, now we talked about the installation process. Now let's talk about the practices, the, what's actually being installed. Everybody in the solar industry tries to install good equipment. I am not aware of any installers that are saying, hey, we're just putting in any old crap. The installation companies are usually pretty careful about the inverters that they select, about the solar panels they select, about the tools and the equipment they're using to do the installation. Now, it doesn't have to be the absolute best. You don't have to install a Mercedes solar panel, but the panel you have to install has to be reliable. It has to operate as, a, as represented. You know, and, and, and from a major manufacturer, is good. But there's lots and lots of choices there. And I would say from somebody within the solar industry, it's hard for a consumer to really sort through all the claims of the different manufacturers. In my experience, they're almost all good if they've been in business for a while. Now, what the customers will notice, what the homeowners will notice from the installation is the neatness of the installation, the attention to detail. And there's also going to be things that the customers can't see or may not really easily see. So things like the the wiring is done properly, that there's no wires hanging from underneath the array. This is a really important thing because hanging wires are going to eventually abrade on the roof and, and cause a problem. There's going to be a service call that's necessary. Things that the customer can't see, and you know, but in my experience are really, really important, are properly installed and flashed roof mounts. So in almost every single case, the roof attachments that are put in place that hold the solar racking or directly hold the solar panels, those roof mounts have to be flashed and protected so that they won't leak. And if they're put in in a fast, expedient, cheap way, the system's going to be fine initially, but after the first or second rainy season, you may have leaks. So that's why it's important to find an installer that has good installation practices, good reputation, and also has, has well-trained installers that are going to be conscientious about that. All right. So uh, I talked about installation practices. Now, let's talk about the next phase. The system's done, but you can't run it yet because it needs to be inspected by the local city. It's called the authority having jurisdiction. So, you know, the, the city's going to come by and an inspector's going to look at the system and compare it to the plans and make sure that it's installed according to the appropriate structural and electrical codes. And that's important. And then there's also the inter interconnection process. Now, keep in mind that the initial inspection process, there's always a little bit of a wait. Some cities are really quick. They can do it in a few days. Some cities sometimes have a wait of, of a couple of weeks just to schedule the inspection once the work is done. And when you lump together this inspection process and the interconnection process, I mean, it used to take sometimes three or four months. Here in Silicon Valley, when, we, when we're working with the right utilities, we can turn that whole process around in less than like two weeks. But there are other places around the country and other places in California where it might take two or three months still. So the installers usually know what the timing is for getting the system interconnected. And you can't run it till it's interconnected. That interconnection is the permission from the utility to run the system. But it's important for the installer to set realistic expectations. Customer's going to sign a contract. They're going to say, when's it going to be installed? Okay, three weeks, four weeks. When's it going to be running? Another month. That's understandable. You know, but when it takes 
four or five or six months, then the customers start getting upset. And that's, that's when the, the satisfaction goes down and the reviews kind of plummet. So from a customer standpoint, faster is pretty much always better from an entire process standpoint. They're not really, they don't really care that much about how long it takes to be, to be up on the roof, although it sometimes can be inconvenient to have people crawling around your roof for, for a week. But they do care a lot about from when they sign that contract and write that initial deposit to when the system's running. They want that to be fast. Faster is better. Okay, now, system's installed. It's inspected. It's interconnected. Does the system work? I mean, it's kind of a, sounds like a, an obvious question, but sometimes the customers can't tell. So the installer's got to explain how they can tell if the system's working. And sometimes it's helpful to point to the electrical meter and look at that electric meter during the day, maybe on a weekend when the customer's home, and you can see the meter actually running backwards. There'll be an arrow pointing to the left. And explaining how the monitoring works and how, explaining how the inverter works. Usually there's some, some online monitoring tools that the customer has that they can access and they can see what their output is, or just taking a look at the inverter display. A lot of inverters have a, a button or you have to tap on the window and it'll tell you how much power it's producing. That's really, really handy. And also explaining how net metering works. A lot of times this explanation is done during the sales process, but in my experience, it goes right over the customer's head. Um, they think when they first get those bills, the bills are zero, the system's doing great. The reality is you're on net metering and you don't know, if, unless you look carefully at the bill, how much power is being put out. So explaining the net metering is good. All right. Customers happy, the system's installed, they can tell it's working, they're looking at their monitoring, they see the meter going backwards, great. Next step for an installer is really staying in touch with that customer. Remind them of your good service. Those reminders are going to be good for future referrals. Be available to answer questions. Now, some questions customers aren't really as astute as, as we in the solar industry are, and they might have some silly questions. It's silly to us, but this is the first time a homeowner ever bought a system. It's not silly to them. So these customers aren't solar experts. It's just helpful to continue to be engaged. And there's various ways to stay in touch with the customers you know, over a long-term period. And, and the more you can stay in touch with them on a non-annoying basis, it's great. We at Cinnamon Solar, we send out holiday cards uh, you know, at the end of the year. And we also send out some regular emails. I used to send out quarterly newsletters. So that really, really helps. All right, next step, cleaning and maintenance services. Part of staying in touch with customers is to let them know that you're there to clean or maintain the systems. Now, the systems require almost no maintenance. And, and basically, the maintenance that, that I experience over the years that's really required is after 10 or 15 years, sometimes the inverter fails. You may have a, a, an issue with cleaning the panels. And actually, the most common issue is the monitoring flakes out. But, but this, the monitoring doesn't affect the system performance, just the, the monitoring of the system. Cleaning's important. And explaining how the customers should clean the system. Quick hint here, never hose the panels off. Clean them with a, a soft brush or a squeegee using a soap solution. Talked about the inverter replacement. And other things like wiring may dangle down below. That has to be fixed. And sometimes customers have, have pests on the roof, like squirrels or rats, and, and they can gnaw the wire. So there's ways to keep them out. All right, now let's talk about what happens 13 months after the system's installed. Um, for the first 12 months, net metering electric bills are basically zero, no charge. Customers are like, hey, this is great. And a lot of times what happens is after 13 months, they look at that true-up statement and they said, hey, I thought I was going to save, you know, my $2,000 bill was going to go down to, to $200. And if it's not going down as much as they thought, the customer is going to be a little bit surprised. And the customers are also going to compare the net electric bill, what they pay every month, or what they pay at the end of the year, plus the financing. And so it's important to set the right expectations there about how much the customer is really going to save. All right. If the customer's saving 
as much as they expected, they're going to be happy. If the customer is saving more than they're expected, they're going to be delighted and they're going to give you referrals. All right. So let's just wrap up a little bit with the key factors that I think are important for long-term customer satisfaction. So the first thing is making sure that there's realistic expectations between the solar installer and the customer about how long it's going to take to install the system, about what the costs are going to be, about the savings, about how the system's going to work. Because as long as the customer has those realistic expectations, they're going to be happy. Now, the flip side of it is sometimes salespeople are going to be aggressive. They're going to say, hey, you know, the system's going to save way more than it really will. That's a problem. So making sure that you kind of take a step back, be objective and conservative, you're going to end up with more recommendations, more referrals. Another thing, try to avoid design changes and extra charges. Customers don't like surprises. If they're going to put in a system and the total cost is $20,000 and then, you know, suddenly there's a big change, they're, they're going to be a little bit unhappy. So making sure that there's no changes and making sure that the original design is accurate. That's the best way to do that. Another thing that, that I found works really well, although salespeople don't like to hear it, is being very conservative, not just a little conservative in the sale, in the savings estimate. So if you say the system's going to generate 10,000 kilowatt hours for the year, and it really generates 10,500, the customer's going to be really happy. If it generates 8,000 kilowatt hours and they're, they're able to figure that out, they're going to be upset. So being conservative on the estimate is good. Another thing that's really good, providing ongoing cleaning and maintenance services and staying in touch with your customers. Okay, well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcast. 